welcome to WTF with Frankie. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Girl, we can't even call him gay because, you know, he. Uh, depending on the day of the week. Oh, I wouldn't even go put him on blast like that. Would you <laughs> Would you have stolen the a million dollars from your partner, Jenna? Does he have a girlfriend? She's such a bitch. Um, how do I split this bill? I'm so broke. What the fuck? Hey guys, welcome to WTF with Frankie, the declassified guide to adulting, where we talk about everything we never learned in school and the topics that keep our group chats up at night saying WTF. From pop culture news to sex, breakups, dating, and everything in between, nothing is off limits on my show. Join me every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as I answer, discuss, and navigate us through the craziest topics, stories, and news that's going to leave you saying WTF. Use the hashtag WTFFrankie to keep up with the conversation on Twitter and Instagram and share your own WTF moments or stories of the week. Now, moving on to my guest for this week's premiere episode. For those of you who don't know her, let me give you a little recap. Her journey on reality television began in 2010 as one of the lucky seven roommates on MTV's iconic hit show, The Real World New Orleans, where she was the breakout star. She proceeded to do seven seasons of MTV's The Challenge, where she's made a name for herself for her brains and her social game and her one-liners, which has led her to a final. And now recently, she's just come back from New Zealand, where she filmed her first dating show, X on the Beach, Peak of Love. But to me, she's my good sis, the person I text 24-7, 365 days a year, the only person up at 4 a.m. trying to crack all these cases with me. Her name is Jemmy Carroll. Jemmy, welcome to WTF with Frankie. What's Frankie, up, I am so happy to finally be recording this podcast with you because you and I literally talk 24-7. 24-7. Every, every time something breaks on Shade Room, Twitter, Instagram, it doesn't matter. We're sliding in, in each other's DMs at the exact same time with the exact information. Literally. Like, I literally was telling my friends today, I was like, I text her every, like, once every hour of the day. Like, I don't think there's an hour where we don't, mess, like, where we don't message each other, like, something. Like something that's it going is truly on. insane how much we talk. Like people would literally think that we're in business together as much as we communicate. Girl, shady business. That's the type of business <laughs> we're in. We're in the business of spilling tea. All day long, we never take breaks. All day long. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty hard to take breaks when like everyone just keeps on like effing up and like doing scandalous shit. It's like they're making our jobs so much easier for us. People have acted complete fools all of 2019, and it literally keeps us awake at night trying to cover everything. Let's kind of get into it. So for the listeners who aren't familiar with your reality TV past or X on the Beach, you recently came back from New Zealand where you filmed a show called X on the Beach, Peak of Love. You went to find love, and obviously you went to find me a stepdaddy. What can you tell the li- <laughs> what can you tell the listeners? Like, give them a little sneak peek on what the fuck they can expect from you or the show on this season of X X on the Beach. X Absol- on the Beach. Absolutely, I will be coming in very soon, December twenty sixth, to be exact. And honestly, um, I just think that my entrance is going to be the most dramatic of the season. 
not by choice. It just happened like that. And I think this season, as cliche as it sounds, I think it's just going to get better and better every episode. So I think it's one of those things like just keep tuning in because there is more shit to come. And it's not like the last season. That's all I'm going to say. We are bringing the fire to the peak. You're bringing fire to the peak. I don't know if the rest of your people bringing fire to the peak, but <laughs> I, I know my good sis, you're bringing the fire to the peak. I will say this, like it was a dating show and I was supposed to be there finding love, but you know me, anyone that's ever watched me on television knows me. Like I fuck love. I love to stir the pot and cause drama and just instigate thing so I will say that I was the queen of instigating this season on the peak girl you literally sound like my dream woman if I was a straight guy like I would have had to come down a slope and literally come and find you this oh, is like right up my alley you up I would cuff girl. you up if you ever decide to come play for the other team let me know first girl it would be a it would be over for the rest of the world. The two of us together, like at the same time, same page. I mean, it'd be over. It'd be over. We always say like us on a show together is what the people deserve. So let's just speak that into existence for Jemmy, 2020. Jemmy, they're not ready for that. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> the, the company behind you is not ready for that type of shenanigans. We are not ready. Like, but I'm just going to go ahead and speak that into existence. 2020. Let's speak it. We will be on, the, on our TV screens together. Together. So, so you mean to tell me you and all your roommates were brought out to New Zealand, sequestered in a house, and week by week your exes showed up to confront you guys, right? Literally, that's exactly what happened. Well, sis, I can give you a list of a couple of people who, after the year they've had, probably don't want to see their exes coming down any ski slopes. You know where I'm going with this. We're about to get into the biggest breakups of the year. Me and Jemmy will discuss and analyze each of the breakups and everything that kind of occurred surrounding those breakups. We'll give our thoughts and opinions before deciding who we think should be crowned the winner for each category. So, first up, we have talk show host and queen of spilling tea on everyone but herself, Wendy Williams (laughs) and Kevin Hunter. (laughs) So, I feel like for years we've seen Wendy comment on other people's lives, so like, I know this is going to sound really crazy, but, like, I really enjoyed seeing her on, like, the front pages of several tabloids, even though it was, like, for a shitty reason. Those tables turned on her very quickly. They really did. Like, how do you go from reporting about people, talking about other people's marriages, talking about other people's divorces, and you forget to tell us about yours? That's the whole thing. When you're in a position like Wendy Williams, you have to make sure your doorstep is either A, clean at all times, or B, you're willing to expose yourself because the moment someone has a chance to comfort you, they are going to come with everything that they have. And girl, sometimes it'd be the person sleeping in the bed right next to you, aka her husband. Her own man slash business partner. So now he's connected not only to her money, but to her entire brand. Which I think is probably like my biggest nightmare. I think it's probably anybody's biggest nightmare because you feel like you're stuck. Yeah. And this is just like, let Wendy Williams be an example. Like, I don't care how much you love a man or how much you love a woman. Do not put your spouse's name on all of your business. Like, that was her number one mistake. And we got to see it completely unraveled. That's a tip for all of y'all. Jemmy, just let y'all know. (laughs) Do not share nothing with that man. Take his, but don't share yours. Right. Um, Keep your own. 
as someone who's in the public, like you're, you do TV and stuff like that, do you feel pressured to stay and make it work with like the person who you're dating because you know people are invested? You know what? I, I had that experience once when me and Knight were dating. We came off the real world dating. Everyone just loved us as a couple. So yes, I experienced that with my first ever public relationship. And mm-hmm. from that moment on, I realized I was going to keep everything else private. It's no one's business who's in my bed. And Girl, I up until vowed. August. <laughs> <laughs> and then I literally, literally went against my own word, my own practice for the past five, ten years and went on a whole dating show and spilled all of my business to Girl, MTV. And I cannot wait to see how this ended and- up for you. So second up, we have your favorites, Chloe and Tristan. Oh, Jesus. You know, they came into the year broken up. They started in 2019. They were not together. They had just had a baby. He had just cheated on her while she was nine months pregnant. And then I guess they were kind of trying to like reconcile, um, get back together, be amazing co-parents for True Jackson VP, their daughter. And about two months into the year, reports came out about Tristan having an alleged affair once again. But this time, who he was having the alleged affair with would shake Chloe and the rest of the Kardashians' lives up forever. I feel like this might be the biggest breakup of the year, sis. I mean, not only did it break up Chloe and Tristan's, re- like, getting back together, it also broke up Jordan and Kylie, who have been, like, Hollywood's best friends. Like, they were actual friend goals. So this breakup is just like layers on layers on layers of shit. But girl, you want to know who it really broke Jordan up with? Who? Her pockets. This breakup literally ruined her pockets. Like, yes, she's still out here. like But not like she was. Not like she was. That girl has not seen a private jet since about February. (laughs) And could you imagine like risking your seat on the private jet with Kylie's billion dollars for Tristan Thompson. Like, well, sis, you know, I'm a little bit of a HOE. So, you know, Tristan, you know, his little chocolate self would have had me contemplating if Dick was more important than a billion dollars. Dumb bitches do dumb things. Girl, and Jordan was a dumb bitch and she did dumb things. I just wonder if she still stays up at night regretting that, regretting going to that party. All she had to do was keep her ass at home one night and it would all look so different right now. But do we really think that that was the, like going to the party was the reason why she lost everything? Because when I think back at that episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashian where Kylie said that the next morning she came home acting like nothing had happened. I almost wonder if, if she would have come home like, literally being like guys i was so fucked up like i made the biggest mistake i'm so sorry if things could have been saved i just i don't think that chloe was going to accept anything chloe's so insane over tristan even if she came home immediately and was like i made a mistake chloe would have immediately blacklisted her from the family parties but also my biggest question for you jemmy as a woman is why is Chloe almost putting the whole blame on Jordan? I feel like Tristan isn't getting anything. Like, he's not getting... I, I feel like he isn't getting punished. She's still into him. She's still accepting his gifts. Like, I feel like everything is being put on Jordan. When And this... And you know I love Chloe, But when all this went down, the way that she treated Jordan and the way she treated Tristan totally different, 
This is when me and Chloe started beefing. Like, hold your man accountable, sis. Also, keep in mind that Jordan is a 21-year-old girl and your man is a grown-ass man. My whole thing is keep the same energy for everyone at the table. If you want to be mad, be mad at everybody. I 110% agree with you. The third couple we have, (laughs) and sis, you know, me and you stayed up all night discussing this, trying to figure out what was going on. Hannah all Brown. season long, all season long, we've been, we were on this during the Bachelorette. All season long, I was texting you like, "Jemmy, uh, uh-uh, girl, I know some people who know Jed." You were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, <laughs> I know some people who." We was going back and forth. I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I saw Tyler in New York." You were like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh," like we were going back and forth. But the third couple is Hannah Brown and Jed Wyatt. Hannah Brown from ABC's The Bachelorette mm-hmm. was given the opportunity of a lifetime: thirty guys, a mansion, a camera crew to follow her journey as she attempted to find a fiancé. She was left with two at the end, fan favorite and ex of Gigi Hadid, Tyler Cameron, who has now become (laughs) a star in his own right, and Jed Wyatt, a Nashville musician with a dog food jingle. She ultimately (laughs) chose Jed Wyatt to be her fiancé. The engagement was short-lived when reports came out of Jed having a girlfriend back home during the taping of The Bachelorette. Sis, let's get into this. First of all, Hannah Brown fumbled the bag in 2019. The biggest, sexiest bag. Fumble. Like you had all that man that is Tyler, and you choose Jed, who, like you said, literally his claim to fame is a dog food jingle. I am so embarrassed for Hannah, and I don't care how many Dancing with the Stars she wins, I don't care how many other shows she goes on. I will always remember her as the girl that picked Jed over Tyler. And she chose Jed when literally the universe was telling her not to choose him. Like, sis, you busted your ass going to get engaged to this man, and you still chose the man. (laughs) Oh, my God. And you know what just blows my mind is I think she just so badly wanted to be a Nashville dating a musician, living that lifestyle that she wasn't even considering the two men that she had in front of her. She was just considering her, like, Nashville lifestyle with Jed. She was so, considering hashtag influencer, hashtag Instagram, hash Like, she was thinking about that. Hashtag she was not- Real Housewives of Nashville. Like, you said she had the opportunity of a lifetime, and she has no one to blame for this bullshit but herself. Girl, the only thing she got from that opportunity is she had sex four times in a windmill that is all she took from the experience well you know this i didn't want hannah from the beginning i knew she couldn't handle the responsibility and and she has proven us right um fourth up we have kylie jenner and travis scott i think what the the biggest part of this breakup is it was so unexpected girl I'm still feeling like Kylie and Travis Scott's whole relationship is so sketchy. Like, we don't know any details about it. We don't even know how it really started. All we know is that she literally, all of a sudden, (laughs) got pregnant, became a billionaire, got dumped, named her baby Stormy, and went missing. Like, Like, we don't know anything about this relationship. My biggest thing that I always say is, what do Kylie and Travis talk about when it's just those two alone in a room? Like, what do they talk about over dinner? You hear that? You hear the pause in in the conversation? They got nothing to talk about. Do you think there was infidelity? Um, 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think Travis was faithful. No, no way he was faithful. He's but too there, young and too and too little. Too right young, now. sis. He's thirty. He's still like young in his career, though. Like it's all fresh to him. Okay. True, 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 true. So we've gone through the four nominees for biggest breakup of 2019. Gem, who do you think had the biggest breakup of 2019? I am basing mine strictly off of money, and I think it's Wendy Williams and Kevin. Like, Wendy literally almost lost everything getting this divorce, and I this is the one that I've been the most mesmerized by all year, so I'm going with my girl Wendy. Really? Wow, this yes. is like the first time we're not about to agree on something. Who are you going with? Chloe. You know what? I'm so over Chloe. She should have never taken Tristan back to have another breakup. You want to know why I say Chloe, though? Because of all the drama that it caused. Yes, because at the end of the all of yes, because at the end of all of this, she got it the worst. She got no man. She lost a friend. The world has somehow turned on her and loves the mistress. Like everyone else benefited from their breakup. Like Wendy Williams, like her breakup, she left the man. Now she's a hot girl. She's living her best life. She got her own money now. Like, like Kylie, like billionaire, like like Hannah dancing with the stars, moving on with her life. I feel like Chloe's the only one who's like gonna literally like marinate herself in this one breakup for the rest of her life like she's never gonna let this go but you know what chloe did this to herself she had the opportunity to let that man go when he cheated on her when she was literally mid-birth so she did this to herself (laughs) sis was dead ass in the bed and she should have never been in this category so she did this to herself and wendy williams is the oldest woman in the category and for her to bounce back from this breakup and be out here with 23-year-old boys living her best life, breakup of the year goes to the talk show queen from my end. Well, Jemmy, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to follow you on this one then because you know what's right. So, Wendy, you have officially won the first WTF with Frankie award for the biggest breakup of the year. And she won the breakup, too. Not only were we giving her this award, she also won the breakup. Kevin fucking who. True, true. You're right. You're right, sis. You're right. Well, after a breakup, some people turn to working out. Others turn to drinking. Some donate everything their ex owned to a homeless shelter. Others prefer... (laughs) A shade. A subtle shade I just felt. Just in case y'all didn't know, Jemmy gave her ex-boyfriend stuff to a homeless shelter. Um, And others prefer to be petty and drag their ex or their exes all over social media. This next category, we're talking about the pettiest celebrity of 2019. The nominees for the Forever Petty Award of 2019 were starting with Alexis Skye. Those of you who don't know Alexis Skye, she is the ex-girlfriend and baby mama, but we're not sure, of Fetty Wap. This... I was about to say, Fetty Wap does not claim that kid. <laughs> well, she's... Embarrassing. She swears that is his child, and I'm going to believe her. You know what? I believe her, too. But if he was walking around not claiming my kid, I would knock him in his good fucking eye. Like, you're not about to knock Which eye? The good kid. one or the bad one? I'm knocking him in the good one. Girl, so he's going to have you, two bad eyes? <laughs> two bad eyes. You, you got all these kids you claiming, but you're not going to claim mine? Uh-uh, honey. But what I have a question. Like, I must have missed 
what happened between him and Alexis Guide? Like, do you know? Does anybody know? Can someone let me know in the comment section? Like, weren't they together happy? Like, why would he all of a sudden hate her and not want to claim her child? That's what I don't understand. And it's never really been figured out. She's never made a full statement on it. He's never said it. Like, one of them needs to just tell us what the hell is going on. No, there's something deeper going on. But for those of you who don't know, this year, there was an altercation or issue between Alexis Guy and Black China. Being the petty diva she is, she took it to the next level and set her sights out on Rob Kardashian, Black China's ex-fiance and father of daughter, Dream Kardashian. Sis, we are the king and queen of being petty. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how petty was Alexis for doing this? At 12. <laughs> she broke like, the meter literally like she was literally playing the and the the reason this is so petty is she's playing black china's game she's using using the game that black china played against black china which makes it so petty and i feel like black china is one of those people where like she doesn't think long term she just thinks like in the moment so like she's all about like fighting running you over throwing things at, like <laughs> she doesn't think about like oh, like, the girl I just fought is most definitely probably going to take it to the... Like, I don't think she expected that. Oh, definitely not. Like, definitely not. 100%, you're right. Especially because I feel like in Black China's mind, she thinks Rob is, like, I don't think she was ever, ever sexually attracted to Rob. I feel like she doesn't think that any other girl would want Rob. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? I, she definitely didn't expect this. She wanted that last name for her child, and that's what she got. Like, it's still unreal the way that Black China finessed Rob Kardashian. Do we think Alexis let Rob hit, or she just cooked food and left? She let him hit. You think so? I think that whoever comes through Alexis Sky's front door hits. Girl, well, he didn't come to her front door. She don't got a crib. He went, uh, remember, she went, <laughs> she went to his mama's house. She she 100% let him hit. If you're getting through the Kardashian clearance, you're letting Rob up into the vagina. No doubt in my mind. Next up, we have 50 Cent. And for a rapper who has had such a successful career in, like, the music industry and, like, he has a smash show, like, Power... I would think he would be the calmest, happiest, richest man ever. But this year, he made a splash on social media after coming for a celeb. Um, like, he literally came for every single celebrity this year, calling people out because they owed him money, calling Bow Wow out for flexing on a jet, calling Mayweather out, calling Lala Ken and her fiance out. Like, how do we feel about 50 Cent's? Like, he gives me stress. Like, I, he gives me anxiety. This man never stops. Like, he is literally on social media 24-7 just coming for people. It's, like, his hobby. It blows my mind how much time this man has to spend in other people's business. Also, why does he loan so many people money? I don't understand why he's constantly giving people money. It's like he, he loves to loan people money because then he knows he can talk about it. Sis, I didn't even know he was that rich, to be honest. I didn't know that one little song, that, them songs he had in the early 2000s carried on this far. I, I'm confused too. I'm like, how does he? Why is he like literally the bank of fifty cent? I don't get it. <laughs> Not the bank of fifty cent. Literally, literally, I think he. I think he lives and wakes up just to fuck with people. Like he literally. honestly, genuinely needs a hobby. Maybe he needs to get back into music now that power's over. Seriously. Maybe, maybe that's what he needs. Sixteen-year-old used to used to bump to him. I don't know if thirty-one. Sis, I know you used to twerk, girl. 
Oh my god, Candy Shop was my. I shit. knew you were gonna say that song. I knew you were gonna say that song. Yes. <laughs> Third up, we have. I think this is your favorite. I feel like you're gonna crown him the winner. Hey, Omarion. I already know who you're gonna say. Yes. Do you want to take the story? Do you want to tell the listeners what Omarion has done to be in this nomination? You know, Omarion got the group back together, the band back together. And there's always somebody trying to mess up a reunion. They're Aubrey all trying O'Day. to get yes, they're all trying to get this money. And Sis decides to wipe up Omarion's not even yet ex-wife. So April. Fucking April. April is down low and dirty. I have no words for Fizz and April getting together. And the best part is Fizz excuses him and Armarion are not brothers. They're just in a band together. You're Sis, literally... if y'all started singing at the ages of 10 until y'all was damn, what, 22, y'all are brothers. I don't care how you try to spin it. Uh, we was put in a band together. It doesn't matter. They've gone through so much together that it's like, how do you even cross those boundaries, Fizz? Come on. And the, and the thing is, Fizz, he might not be your best brother, but he's your brother. Like, you're in a band exactly. together, y'all, and y'all have this opportunity that's so unique to get the group back together to capitalize on something y'all had years and years ago, and just the, the blatant disrespect of Fizz and April to everyone involved blows my mind. Now, I gotta ask you a question. Who's in the wrong more, April or Lil Fizz? Damn. I mean... I'm speechless because I can just like see all the wrong that both of them did. At the end of the day, April, you already fucked somebody from the band. There's a hundred other million dudes out in LA that look just like Fizz. They got just the amount of money as he does. April is it April is a homie hopper. She's in the wrong the most. She's in the wrong. I agree with you. Because her and Marion were married with children. So, yeah, it'd be one thing if they didn't have kids involved, but now you got to explain to your kids why you fucking their uncle. April, 100%. Also, do we, do we know why Omarion and April broke up or no? It wasn't discussed. April claims that he was never around, that he just wasn't involved. But it's weird because she's never went into, into actual details. She just makes these these little statements so that she's never really, if she would just sit down and maybe tell her truth, people would like her more. I feel like Omarion was eating the booty like groceries somewhere else. Yeah. And and the thing is like, and if that's the case, divorce him, April, take half of his shit. If you want to do what you got to do. Half of his shit. He don't got that much. Omarion don't got that much. But yeah, my whole thing is if she wants to take him to the cleaners for cheating, that's fine, girl, do what you got to do. But yeah. don't don't get with his brother, his band member, because now you're messing up the band and you're messing up your kids' checks. We haven't even discussed what really got him nominated in this episode. <laughs> Omarion was silent for months while his girl, while his girlfriend or wife or baby mama and Lil Fizz were going from talk show to talk show, show to show. Instagram live to Instagram live, all over love and hip hop, displaying their love. He stayed quiet. He never spoke on it. 
and it really had people like me and Jemmy being like, WTF, what the fuck is going on? Like, Omarion, do you not see this? Well, he did the pettiest thing you could do. He this planned... is the level of petty that I want to be, Frankie, in 2020. Omarion, Girl, I want to be this level of petty. Me and you both. Can Go Omarion ahead come... and tell the... Tell... Can Omarion come down the slope on X on the Peak? Because that's your man right there. Like, his just level of calmness, like, he just sat there in silence, and then what did he do, babe? Just let the people know. He planned a whole entire tour without Lil Fizz, who was a part of the band that goes on tour, and literally told the world about the tour on Lil Fizz's birthday without including Lil Fizz, and the fans went crazy. So not only are you going to have to watch me and everyone else make this money go from city to city, and do a job, you're going to have to watch my kids. Is that not the biggest boss move of 2019? He literally stayed silent, but the whole time was prepping not only to take this man's bag away, but to ruin his whole birthday. And you know Little Fizz is lame, so he probably loved his birthday, and Omarion ruined the damn day. You're so right about Lil Fizz. He probably lives for his birthday. Oh my lives god! Him and, a- him, him and April probably had like three matching outfits to wear that day. Like Instagram post for Fashion plan. Nova men. Yes, and then Omarion said, "No, bitch, it's my day." Fourth and final nominee is my favorite. For those of you who don't know Cassie, I'm right with you. I can't tell y'all one song she's put out. But Wikipedia says she's been active since 2005, and I can't tell y'all what she's been actively doing other than fucking Diddy. Well, her one Tracy... song is what "Me and You." Is that the that's the only cat gun to my head? The only Cassie song is "Me and You," right? Girl, well, thanks for letting me know because I could not find <laughs> one damn song. I typed Cassie up on um, Apple Music and said, "Who?" I might be making this song up, but I swear to God, I think she had a song called "Me and You" in 2005. We will let the people. We will let the people correct us. If Cassie had a song called "Me and You," let us know in the comment section. Let us know. Tweet us. Instagram us. Whatever it is, let us know. Well, we need to know. We need to know, because all I'm convinced at this point is that she was just with Diddy since 2005 until 2018, and it was all kind of just used as a business expense for Bad Boy. Like everything he bought her was just like, oh yeah, it's for it's for the brand, it's for the album. No. Tax write-off. Yes, tax write-off. Like Cassie was a tax write-off for Diddy. But towards the end of 2018 and kind of like in the beginning of 2019, Homegirl said, I'm out. My career never skyrocketed. I got nothing I didn't get one damn thing from you. Not even <laughs> damn a damn commitment from you. We're done. And I'm sleeping with slash dating the personal trainer you've been paying for. Uh, that's the best part is like Diddy had this man on his payroll and he was smashing Cassie. Do we think they were smashing before they started dating? Like, do you think it started like secretive and shady? Like before As someone who has smashed her personal trainer. Absolutely. You be in his personal training session. Yes. 100%. He was hitting while he was getting paid i cannot believe that like honestly for cassie to do something like this like once again guys i don't know what she's known for like i don't even know her music i don't know maybe she's done other bigger things in her career and in the media and in the press but this is like the first time i'd had ever heard of her like in 2019 so we have gone through the four nominees for 
the pettiest of 2019, the Forever Petty Award. Jeff, the, this yes. is your this is your award. You are the queen of Forever Petty in my book. Marie is literally going to kill me if she ever listens to this. But this is all on you. Who gets the award for the Forever Petty Award of 2019? Well, right when we started Twitter, um, we did a poll and all of Twitter said I was the most petty member of Forever Petty. So I am the queen of Forever Petty. And this award goes to the person whose level of pettiness I am going to mimic all of 2020. Omarion kept it quiet and then unre- and then just unleashed a bomb. And that's the level of petty even I aspire to be. So Omarion, take your tour and take this award. Well, sis, before we get into any more awards, awards, I want to talk to you about something. Okay. People Magazine claims that John Legend is the <laughs> sexiest man of 2019. And I know Twitter and myself personally were not having it. So, sis, I got to know, who was your celebrity, Man Crush Monday, Man Crush Every Day? Who would you have given the cover to? Okay, I could be very, very typical me and say Michael B. Jordan because anytime it's, you know, sexiest man, it's always going to be Michael B. Jordan. But I'm going to switch it up on you right now. I am going to actually say Adam Driver. I think he's had a legit 2019. He's the only white boy I ever think about. So I'm going to put Michael B. Jordan on pause and say Adam Driver deserves this award. Y'all, y'all better remember this. Jemmy has just done the unexpected and literally did not give this to Michael B. Jordan. Like if I would have bet all my life savings and money and where I like my apartment and everything on (laughs) that, I would have been so broke just right now. You would have literally had to slide in 50 cents on DM for a long dead ass michael b jordan is the obvious decision when it comes to me because i've been loyal to that man since his friday night light days um but honestly i think adam driver has just had an amazing year and there's something about that white man that everyone loves so i think adam driver would have looked real good on that cover of people really you want to know who i was thinking should have been on that cover you know, every time we talk about boys, you're always like, Frankie, you like these whack-ass boys. You're you, tight. You, you're speaking my truth right now because I tell you this every day. You're like, your type is so bland and so unseasoned and this and that. I love a good little tall, dark, and handsome frat boy. But honestly, I would have given the cover to Maluma. That, damn, that is a good one. And, like, he kind of looks like the guys that I usually tell you that, like, I'm into, so. No, I'm actually not surprised that you picked that. Um, and I'm also glad that you are being shady to yourself with your type, so I didn't have to be shady to you because. Girl, oh, I knew. Knows- I, I knew what to expect coming into a podcast with you. I better make fun of myself before you do it. Y'all, I judge this man and these little frat boy, white boys that he finds attractive daily. Yeah, I mean, do you want to know something really crazy? Yes. I'm going to speak I'm going to speak to you in on MTV with some MTV celebs that I would love like to end up with. Let's go. Ryan from X on the Peak. Who? Girl. Ryan. Not, 
my production assistant, the cast member that that everyone's forgot about, and it's only been three episodes. Don't do my husband like that. Me and Marlena finna fight when y'all do the reunion because that's my man. Like I love myself. I love me some Ryan. Like he's so cute. I am so bored. I just fell asleep. <laughs> you want to know who else I'm really into from MTV? Yes. Like, that's really yes. cute. Rogan. Oh my god, fuckboy of MTV. Like literally if there was a 2019 fuckboy award for MTV bros, it would be Rogan. So of course that's your type. And like I just kind of like how dirty he looks. Like even in the confessional with like LED lighting, somehow he still looks <laughs> dirty. Like you know like you, you got to be real dirty to still look dirty on HD TV with like them professional last cameras. <laughs> well, he probably didn't bathe in like the whole time he was filming if truth be told. True. Also, like you're going to judge me hardcore for this one. Are you ready? Uh no, but yes. I think Johnny's like really cute. You know what? I think he and I can't even believe I'm saying this. I think he gets better with age. <gasps> for real, for real. Like, I've I been looking at him like, okay. Uh, uh, okay. No, I agree. I think he's one of those those men that truly get better with age. And, you know, I hate giving him compliments, but there you I go. I mean, you, you gave him a curse. <laughs> you know what? I didn't make the curse. I just stated the curse. Girl, you're right. And then honestly, the, I, what? Go ahead. No, you go no, ahead. No, you're good. It's just funny, though, because I was the first one just to acknowledge the curse. But now people truly call it Jimmy's curse. Like, I did some voodoo Girl, on that man. every time they talk about that curse, you're mentioned at some point in I, the episode. Or they show you talking wild. about it. It's wild. The last guy I would say that's super cute from MTV um, is, what's his face? Oh, Jordan. Yes, I was wondering. I was sitting here like, if he doesn't mention Jordan, I'm going to have to call his ass out. The last three guys I've hooked up with are literally his doppelgangers. It's insane. Like, like Jordan is 100% your tight right now. Like, every guy that Frankie sends me looks like he could be Jordan's I, cousin I, or brother. I like Jordan's look. I just don't like Jordan's mouth. That's, um, that's how most people feel about Jordan. Girl, Tori, she in it for the long... You think Tori's in it for the long haul? I think she's in it. Do you think you're going to get an invite to the wedding? Um, I probably will not get an invite to the wedding, and I probably wouldn't go anyway, so I'll just say congratulations to them via social media, but I don't really need to go to the wedding. If you get invited to the wedding, I will be your plus one to the wedding. I hope you know. You know what? 100% deal. If I get invited, you're coming. Period. Okay. Yes. Okay, so let's get back into the award show. The biggest feud of 2019. This year, no one was safe from beefs. I wasn't safe. Jemmy, you weren't safe. Jemmy, you got into <laughs> some big beefs this year. You got into a beef with an Olympian. I got in it with Lolo Jones and Aaron Carter this year. So I've been doing it three much in 2019. Girl, should I have put you as a nominee? Like, you, honestly, <laughs> the, the Lolo Jones and versus you was in the like it was in the press oh my god and the best part is i'm in new orleans and i guess she was in baton rouge training and this bitch was like come to baton rouge Let, what's good i'm like sis if you don't bring your ass to new orleans i'm not coming to bum ass baton rouge but do you think she was really about that life like if you would have pulled up what would have happened like y'all would have fought I don't know if Lolo's about that life. All I know is she's fucking loco. Like, that bitch is certified crazy. 
Like, I was really... I remember seeing them tweet and being like, oh my god, why is my friend like this? You know what? Lolo just needs to relax and get dick down in 2020. Like, she she is too old. She is too... Yes, she is too old to not know what that dick is like, and that's why she's so angry all the time. (laughs) All I said is she needed to ask better questions while interviewing... If you're going to host the show and be an interview and come at people, ask the right fucking questions. She was That's asking all, you all said. the wrong questions. And I was just critiquing her, trying to help her be better at her job. And what's so funny is every time you tweet at someone, their initial like initial response is, who are you? Like, what have you done? Like, I bet you couldn't even do the ch-. And it's like, girl, I've done a challenge, made it to a final, not just a challenge. You haven't done just a challenge. You've done a couple of challenges, made it to a final. Like, you've done pretty good. So it's so funny to me that everyone always is, like, tries to use that as, like, a way to argue with you. Like, what have you done? It's like, sis, I've done a lot. My whole thing is, like, what else are they going to say? Like, what else you got? Girl, they got nothing else. Nothing else at all. And that's and that's on everything. And that's on Jesus' sandals. So. Yes. Let's get into these feuds. Khloe Kardashian and Jordan Woods. This one's obvious. big. This is a lot to unpack. They went from having a big sister slash little sister relationship, Jordan modeling for her, Khloe supporting her, Kylie and Jordan being BFFs, and now they're full-on rivals. See what I did there, Jen? Rivals? <laughs> I love it. I love it. The, rival- <laughs> the rivalry slash feud began when reports came out of Jordan and Tristan, Khloe's ex, Y'all already know the story. She was sitting on his lap. He kissed her. She went to the house. Blah, 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 blah. I'm so tired of this story. I think it needs to stay in 2019. But Maybe she said on his face. We don't know the details. I mean, we do know the details because she did the <laughs> lie detector test. And she was asked if she fucked Tristan Thompson. She said no. And she passed. The lie detector test that her auntie set up? girl come on you know being real isn't jada like her auntie for real like i i just don't know if that lie detector test is uh is 100 accurate when your family members are setting it up for you true okay you're right you're right you're right so let's kind of talk about the feud we all know the details we all know about what happened but do you feel like the whole jordan and chloe feud is justified I mean, I guess if your quote-unquote little sister sits on your your baby daddy's lap and it's inappropriate, I guess you can feel the way that you want to feel. I just think that it all could have been handled differently. Like you said earlier, starting with the way that Jordan went home that day. Jordan literally walked her ass up in Kylie's house and didn't even tell Kylie what was going on. So I think that Jordan could have controlled the narrative way differently. She chose not to, and now that's why she's not on the private jet. <laughs> Do you think there's a piece of this story we haven't gotten? Like, the way Chloe's so pissed and upset and, like, crazy on Instagram and social media, I feel like there's something that's missing that, like, no one is I, saying. Something else went down. more. I think it more went down. I'm not saying that she hooked up full-on, like, hooked up with Tristan, but either some text messages surfaced, Another video that we never saw surface. There is more to this story. I think if it was just that one innocent night that everyone claimed that friendships could have at least been saved and there would at least be mutual respect. But there's more to this story. I am 100% uh, 100 convinced there's more. 
I agree with you. I feel like there's something that we're not being told. Um, I almost am starting to feel like there had been rumors of Jordan and Tristan being shady for months prior to this happening. Like, I'm starting to think that other inappropriate things may have happened, but Chloe let them slide because she did think that Jor- Jordan was her little sister. My guess is, like, text messages, DMs, something like that. I, it might not have been from that one night, but I think there were maybe some DMs or text messages surfaced, well, and that's why Chloe's still mad about it almost a year later. Well, because I'm trying to figure out, like, why does Tristan just feel comfortable kissing you? Like, out of all the girls at that after party, I've, I've gone to some celeb gem, I've gone to some celebrity after parties in L.A., and there's so many girls. Like, why you, Jordan? Why did he come on to you like i wouldn't just go up like no like let's just say like i would never just go up to a guy who had never given me anything to work with and just started making out with him after an after party yeah that that part of the story never made sense and jordan always get really uncomfortable talking about it so it's just like you said what what is the foundation that caused this to happen there is more to this story and i think that they had been talking on the low and it probably got inappropriate do you think they can never make up. Do you think they can ever be back to the way they used to be? I think so much time has passed now. And Kylie even said on a recent episode, she's thankful that all this happened because she was too dependent on Jordan. So Girl, I, think Jordan I could is tell that removed. Kardashian marathon you've been watching. You definitely just uh, stopped watching it before you, you came on this because you've been quoting it line for line this podcast i spent all sunday with the kardashians i have not been keeping up all season but i caught up on sunday and i think that jordan fumbled the bag i think that kylie fine without her chloe's still a kardashian she'll be okay um jordan i think is the biggest loser here i think she's a bigger loser than than chloe from all of this because she literally lost her billion dollar bestie true True. Now, second up, we have 50 Cent again, but this time with Lala Kent. Now, before we get into this whole feud, I just want to say I never thought in my whole entire life I'd ever talk about Lala Kent from Vanderpump <laughs> Rules and 50 Cent in the same headline. But let's kind of just go through this feud. Earlier in the show, we discussed that 50 Cent has a fetish for going on his Instagram and calling people out for owing him money or whatever the case may be. He saw an episode of Vanderpump Rules. He <laughs> saw Lala talking about all the gifts that her fiance, Randall, who is a producer on Power, was giving her and how she got her movie roles and stuff like that. And 50 made fun of her and pretty much told the whole entire world that Randall owed him $1 million <laughs> and demanded the money back by Monday. He called them out on Friday. The whole weekend they were feuding and he gave him a timeline, I mean a deadline for when he had to give him a million dollars. And Lala's fiance literally texted him a picture of him in the hospital and was like, I'm sorry, 40 or whatever. And it was and it's 50, obviously. <laughs> and Jemmy, you know me and you were refreshing Instagram and Twitter all weekend, and so was everyone else. What the F did you think about this story? Like what the F did you think about this feud? First of all, I think it's hilarious that 50 Cent watches Vanderpump Rules. Like, can we just talk about that for a moment? Like, he's literally sitting at home watching Vanderpump Rules. 
that's how he knew all of this was going on. Do you think he's a fan of Stassi? <laughs> he probably appreciates Stassi's pettiness. I feel You're like right. 50 Cent definitely appreciates a fellow petty bitch. So I'm sure he appreciates her pettiness. Okay, okay. I- my whole thing is, Lala, you don't owe 50 Cent a million dollars. So mind your business and let your man handle it. Like, I would have never went to fucking bat or to beef with 50 over my man's million dollars. That ain't my business. We ain't married yet. <laughs> Girl, can we just talk about the fact that people are so rich, they're handing out a million dollar loans? My thing is, why would you ever give someone a like? Why are you loaning people a million dollars, fifty? Like, it's just unreal. Like, it. I just have no words for his, like you said, fetish of giving people loans. Girl, he thinks he's a bank. He thinks he's a no. Bank. He really thinks he's the bank. Like, he's taking the name Fifty Cent a little too. Like, he's taking it too literal. Like, wh- like I cannot believe. Like, I don't even lend people like more than a hundred dollars because, like, if I- you don't get. If you don't give it back to me, I'm I, I won't be able to sleep over it. A I'm million feel some type of way. He said that Randall owed him a million dollars for a year, the past year. What? And y'all see each other on set filming power. You see him buying new cars. You see him on private jets with his girlfriend. Yeah. I would be so tight. So tight. And I just I just don't get it. Like Randall has all these assets. Just go to the Go to the bank and get a loan. Like, do what you got to do. Why are you going to 50 Cent? Like, I just don't understand how you ask your friend, your co-worker, think, for a million dollars. Do you think it was a cash loan? I assume it had to be. But, like, I just don't understand how they're sitting in a room and how he even asked for a million. Like, hey, Frankie, may I have a million dollars? Sis, actually, like, for, for you, honestly, for you... I would. For you, I would. You were rolling. You were rolling. For you, I would. But my whole thing is, like, what did he tell 50 he needed that meal for? Girl, I'm not even that rich to know what you would need a million dollars for. I just need to know how the initial conversations of people asking 50 cents for money go. Like, I just don't (laughs) understand why everyone asks him for money. Like, I just want to know, like, did you go to his office? Did you text? Like, you don't text him that. You definitely don't. is it a conversation they had one night over like a bottle of Hennessy? Like I just, I just need to know how it all went down. Honestly, if I lent you a million dollars, like it, you, it better be while I'm drunk because like <laughs> it will hurt me. You think a million? Do you think a million dollars is a lot of money for people like them or no? I mean, to loan to a coworker, yes. It'd be one thing if Fifty was like loaning it to his baby mama, his own mother, but like him and Randall aren't even that cool. They work together. True. True. Jemmy, can you believe that you were once in the running for a million dollars? God, no, it's wild. Like, what would you have done with a million dollars? Not loaned it to people, not pulled a 50. I wouldn't be giving out fucking 50 cent loans here and there. A million dollars? Oh, you know me. I would be flipping houses on HGTV right now. MTV who? Would you you have stolen the million dollars from your partner, Jenna? 100% I would have stolen all of that money from Jenna. I was like, we talked about this. I was living in New York at the time. I was about to get a place in New Orleans. She lived at home with her parents. That whole check would have been written straight to me. And I would have got off Twitter and never did a challenge again. Girl, they would have been like, where is Jemmy? You know what? There's like, where's Waldo? 
literally, they would have been like, where's Jemmy? Because you wouldn't have even shown up to the reunion. I 100% would not have shown up to the reunion. I would have went missing. Occasionally, every like two months, I would post a new photo of me in a bikini <laughs> on an exotic beach. Girl. But if everybody from MTV would have got blocked from my call list. Girl. And for my listeners, you guys are probably thinking that like she's exaggerating. No, this is the exact answer she <laughs> gives me every single time I ask her this. Every like, single time. Bible. Bible. I would have stole that money and ran literally. Now, Jemmy, you know we love our girl Lala and the pump rules kids. And you're gonna start recapping Vanderpump Rules on YouTube, on your YouTube channel starting January of 2020. What are your thoughts? Do you think this feud is gonna play out on Vanderpump Rules? I don't think that we're gonna see this on Vanderpump. I think that there's just so many new, bigger storylines that I unfortunately think this is going to get overlooked. Do you think, like, while this was happening, filming was happening? Like, they were filming while this happened, right? I almost feel like Lala would not let this conversation be on camera because deep down she knew that her and her her man looked a fool. So I hope that Lala had enough sense, no pun intended, to not have the cameras rolling when she was going at it with 50. Yes. Third up for biggest feuds of 2019 we have jemmy's co-worker well not co-worker but you know y'all y'all belong to the same network ronnie and his baby mama jen harley now those of you who don't know who ronnie is i don't know if you've been living under a rock but he was yeah, how do you not know who ronnie is <laughs> he is a part of the jersey shore family and there's not one incident or like fight that really defined them having a, the biggest feud of 2019 I just feel like every week I refresh my TMZ app and like there's a headline Jen running Ronnie over Jen throwing an ashtray at Ronnie Ronnie destroying Jen's home Jen being dragged across the driveway by Ronnie it's like every day the list goes on and on and on like Jemmy what the F is going on with your co-workers over that MTV like give me the tea What's happening? What are they feuding about? Where did this start? Like, what the fuck? Here's the issue. They literally had a domestic violence incident more than once a month. I would almost <gasps> say every week for the past six months, we have dealt with a domestic violence incident from these two. It's not even biggest feud of the year. We're just going to go ahead and crown these two biggest crackheads of the year. No, for this real. What it's, crack. it's crack. It's crack. The this is what happens when you do drugs and you don't know how to act. They literally just get high and beat up on each other and run up and run each other <laughs> over. And then they post all lovey-dovey the next day. And then they just do it all again the next day. Girl, so, so are, they are, MTV's, literally... are, they, are they MTV's Bobby and Whitney? Is that what you're calling? Literally, they are literally MTV's fucking Jersey version of Bobby and Whitney. Except at least Bobby and Whitney were entertaining. Ronnie and his baby mama are just played the fuck out. Played the fuck out. I am starting to wonder if there's just a cop in front of their residence, like, stationed. Like, because every single night, it's something. Like, somebody's getting into a fight. Somebody's getting something thrown at them. Can you believe this girl ran, ran him over? You you know every time, every time the police gets a call to their address, they're like, I'm not going, you go. I'm not dealing with those two today. But she not only ran him over, she then drug him with the car. <laughs> While the baby was, was hopefully in the car seat. And that's what's like so trifling about these two. If y'all want to beat up on each other, that's y'all's business. But y'all got a whole child to worry about. 
Now, the last nominee for Biggest Feud of 2019, I personally don't want to talk about this, so I'm going to put it all on you. Taylor Swift versus Scooter Braun. You know how I feel about that girl. What is going on with your girl, Taylor, sis? Because she's always involved in something, always a problem child. Like, what's going on? You're not going to talk about my girl like that. Sis, the way you be going... The way you be talking about my love of... The love of my life, Ryan. Who? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to say who to Taylor Swift. Boy, don't make me lose connection. (laughs) You know what? Scooter Braun is known to be a trash-ass businessman. He can't be trusted. And he's out here trying to play my girl, trying to take everything that she's worked for. I understand that she should have been a little bit more prepared. It is literally the Scooter Braun versus Taylor Swift is a legal battle that we see so often in the music industry, the artist versus the label. And all I will say is Taylor Swift is is re-recording all of her singles, every single song in 2020. So Scooter, you can try to keep her down, but she always comes up on top. And when Taylor re-records and re-releases every song that she's ever written, I'll be the first person to download it on Apple Music. So shout out Taylor, Scooter, and Justin Bieber. They are trash-ass men who have been disrespectful to women in the industry. Hi, Selena Gomez. So team Taylor on this feud. What I was saying is, how much does Taylor Swift pay you to literally um, defend her the way that you do? First of all, you're a hater, and I just want everyone to know, as soon as you started hating on Taylor, our recording disconnected, so that is the karma that you deserve. Mm. Taylor, you know I love Taylor. I'll always go to bat for her, and it's so funny because literally, as we're on this call, I just got a DM to my Twitter, and it was a photo of Taylor, Beyonce, and Jay-Z, And the caption was, remember when they skipped Kim and Kanye's wedding, but went to Taylor's birthday party? So apparently Beyonce, and I totally forgot about that, is Team Taylor as well. And if Beyonce's right, I'm right, you're wrong. Listen, this is my whole thing with Taylor. Why is she always the victim? Why why is she so upset at Kim and Kanye and Scooter? Like, no one tried to ruin your life. You ruined your own life and you got busted lying. Like, why are her fans not acknowledging this? I, I, you know what? This is all I'm going to say. And it's so funny that we're having this conversation right now. Earlier today, I favorited uh, a thread on why Taylor is not the victim of the situation. And all I'm going to do is, sl- is like just slide that into your DMs once we're done recording this podcast. Okay. Well, I am going... Before the end of the year, like literally, I know I only have like a week or two left. My goal, my last goal of 2019 is to make you hate Taylor Swift just a little less. Okay, girl. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But we move it on. Who the hell wins the <laughs> award for big, biggest feud of 2019? Let's review. We had Chloe and Jordan, 50 and Lala, Ronnie and his damn baby mama drama, and Scooter versus Taylor. I think that this has, and I think you're going to go with, agree with me, I think it has to go to Chloe and Jordan because it was the feud that never ended. This feud has just been giving us content all, nonstop, all year long. Honestly, I agree with you. 
Who would you say comes in, in second? Because I'm really interested in hearing who you think comes in second. You know what? I think the Lala 50 is a, is a second just because it was so outrageous and just so ridiculous. And the last two people you expected to be feuding. And you and I had so much um, fun being entertained by those two. So I think that's an, an easy second place. What about you? I agree with you on both of them. So, sis, you left me for a couple of months and went to New Zealand for the summer and had yourself a hot girl summer, didn't you? Oh, I definitely, I might have been in freezing temperature, but it was 100% a hot girl summer. While you were sequestered in New Zealand, everyone else was actually having the real hot girl summer of 2019. Let's talk about the nominees for hot girl of 2019. I love this category. Oh, I knew you were going to love this one. Yes. First up, we have Wendy Williams. That's your girl. How do you feel about hot girl Wendy? I mean, she literally divorced that trifling ass ex-husband of hers and went and got her a 23-year-old man. Wendy's doing what all the grown men are doing. They're using their money to get, you know, that nice little young piece of ass. So shout out, Wendy. I, I like you for this award. I'm, I'm curious to see who your competition's going to be. So, oh, girl. Second, we have your girl, Lori Harvey. This bitch. The luckiest bitch. You know what, though? To be a, like, she is a true hot girl because she learned it from her mother. Her mother taught her everything that she knows. Girl, you say this all the time. What ended up happening between her mother and Steve Harvey? How did they get together? Her mom has just been, like, her mom was the original hot girl. Like, if you go back, and it's, like, a lot, it's, like, it's like details on details on details. But if anyone's ever bored, just go Google the whole history of Lori Harvey's mom and Steve Harvey. And her mom was literally the original hot girl. She paved the way. <laughs> she paved the way for the Black Chinas, the Alexis guys, and the... Tokyo Tonys. Literally, Lori Harvey's mom, Mistress Steve Harvey, wrote the damn book. So, we've spoken a lot about Lori Harvey this year, Jem. And, like, I can't figure out if, like, she's a hot girl or is she a dumb girl? Like, like is she playing it smart or is she, or are we like, what the fuck are you doing? Because every week you're linked to a new guy and it's like, at some point you're not going to have any guys anymore. So, it's like, is she playing it smart or dumb? You know what? I was going to let her live her best hot girl life and judge-free zone, like, out here. It's it's your vagina. You do what you want with it. But the moment that she was linked to Diddy and to one of his sons, what we're not doing, what we're not doing, and I repeat, what we're not doing is hooking up with fathers and with their sons. That is some dirty girl shit, and I do not approve of that message. Third... We have Jordan Woods. I feel like a lot of Jordan Woods and Khloe Kardashian this year, like, they really need to stay in 2019. Like, I don't want to hear from them for a really long time. This is the thing with Jordan Woods. I don't know if she was necessarily a hot girl because we never heard of her being linked to any guys other than James Harden, which was Khloe's ex-boyfriend. Uh, you know what? I am just curious because Jordan Woods, by definition, has had a little bit of a hot girl year. I am curious to see what 2020 brings Jordan. She's in a position now where she flips all of this and makes it on her own without the Kardashians. 
or she fumbles the bag and we don't hear anything from her in 2020. So I'm just curious of where she takes this hot girl angle in the next year. Do you want to know where I think she's going to take it? I would love to hear your opinion. I think Jordan Woods is going to have to sell her soul to common reality TV. You think she's going to end up on MTV? Because that's, that's regular I, reality TV. I don't, I don't want to say MTV, but I do think she's going to do a Celebrity Big Brother, uh, Dancing with the Stars. She could be on the heels. We could see her pop up on the heels. The hills, maybe excellent. I really don't put it. I honestly do not put it past her. Like, I, I could see her almost doing all of those shows. I could even see her doing an X on the Beach. I could see her okay. doing a Dancing with the Stars, a Celebrity Big Brother, a Hills. I think she's gonna have to do regular reality TV. Okay, so your prediction for Jordan in 2020 is regular reality TV. Yes, I think that's a very good prediction, and I think honestly that's that's where her bread and butter is going to be for the remainder of her. Do I think she's going to be great at it? No. Will she be like a NeNe Leakes, a Portia, a Phaedra? Will she make a big name for herself in reality TV? No. But will it keep the lights on in her house? Yes. She'll dabble in it. You're so true. She's not going to be one of these like huge personalities, but she has enough clout from the Kardashians to dabble in reality TV for a few years. Exactly. Our next nominee is April Jones again for the second time tonight. You know what they say: the best way to get over an ex to get under someone band member. (laughs) Your band member. How do you feel about April Jones as a nominee for this category? I think that she's was part of a huge scandal this year. Um, I think that she fits in this category very well. She's out here breaking up bands, breaking up, you know, brothers. So April Jones, take your seat at the hot girl table. You have you have earned it. Okay. Now, Jemmy, this next nominee, you're gonna literally be like, Frankie, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, where are you taking this? But I put Mackenzie Bezos on here. The richest woman in America now because of a divorce she deserves to be on this list baby I approve this message listen imagine what her first summer has been like being single and a billionaire you know she had a hot girl summer we might not have heard about it but I just put her on here for the respect of the fact that I know for a fact with 144 billion dollars in your bank account there's no way you was not sliding up on a pool boy's dick on one of your multiple estates. Literally, though, she became the, the richest woman simply by getting a divorce. She is so well fit for this category. And like you said, just because she's kept, kept her like hot girl antics quiet, we all know her old rich ass is living her best life, courtesy so, of her. Who are you husband. counting? Pop of two thousand nineteen. My vote is for Lori. You know what? They were always on the same page for a reason. Lori has been the most out there with the most men, the most storylines. I'm sorry, you can't hook up with Diddy and one of his sons and not win this award. So, Lori, come accept your award, and you better thank your mama in your speech. Well, Jem, we've talked a lot about the past in this podcast. What are things you'd like to see be left in 2019? Things that I would like to see left in 2019? Or like in this decade, like let's just leave it 
here. Let's leave it here. You know what? Half of the people in this category, the half of the people that we focused on in 2019 took up so much of 2019. The Chloe and the Jordan drama has to be dead. Is deaded on December 31st as soon as that clock strikes 2020. I don't want to hear Chloe and Jordan in a sentence together. Unless they're fighting. Honestly, the next level to their beef has to be them putting hands on each other. Like, But you know what? That would deadass be a good fight because Courtney's a strong bitch. I think Jordan's a strong bitch. Like those two, if they ever literally put their hands on each other, it would be a problem. Like a bad girls club security can't even get them to split up problem. Like, who would you put your money on? If Chloe and Jordan just went at it at the club on New Year's Eve, who's winning that fight? It depends. I feel like it, it just depends on who's more upset going into the fight. Well, like, that's going to be Chloe because she's always upset. But it depends. Like if, if Jordan goes into the event pissed because Chloe just recently said something, it's like it depends on who attacks who first because they're not just going to walk up to each other and be like, square up, one, two, three, boom. Somebody's <laughs> going to bum rush someone to start the fight. And whoever starts the fight, I think would win the fight. I I like that theory. I like that theory. But I think just, you know, man, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think I put my money on Chloe. Really? Well, yeah. you're right. Chloe's because- a strong girl. Like, you see how she manhandles her sisters and she manhandled Malika at her birthday like party on that episode midnight. I watched? True. <laughs> she did manhandle the shit out of Malika. Yeah, Chloe, but- I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to cross her in a, in a girl fight. Would you want to cross her in a, in a hall brawl? Hell no. Oh, my God. Jordan and Chloe in a hall brawl. That's that's the only energy I want from them in 2020. Should we get BMP to set it up? They could set it up. I mean, they, they have Chloe on their payroll. They literally could set it up for her in the backyard if she wanted to. Oh, my God. Me and you would be the first two in line to watch that shit. Girl, we would buy tickets we would literally make a whole trip out yeah. of it just to go see it so if unless chloe and jordan are hall brawling it in the backyard i don't want to hear from them in 2020 and Period. i also don't want to hear about Lori harvey i want her to keep her business quiet honestly i agree with you you want to know something i really would like to leave in 2019 yes tell me people who wear colored contacts People still do that? Girl, your own coworker still does it. What do you mean? Which 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 coworker? You know what I'm saying though? Nicole, last name Ramos. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. She uh what color contact she be wearing? Girl, it changes by the minute, changes by the hour, changes by the day. And you know she what? She day. yeah, she she yeah, what is she thinking? Like she's got all that work done. She is, you know paid to look that beautiful like just accept your accept one thing about yourself you didn't want to accept your face you like you didn't want to accept your face cool you didn't want to accept your tits cool accept one quality that you were born with your eyes also i'd like to like literally ban twitter from those damn like retweet or your mom dies or retweet oh my god bad luck like i'm over that like can that please like that shit started when i was literally like had my first email with like the email threads like why are we still doing this in 2019 almost 2020 
and, and it's, you just wonder the IQ level behind the people one that started and then two keep it moving. Should we should start be an, you, you should have to take an IQ test to be on Twitter. Like before you like create a Twitter account, you should have to pa- pass like a, a levels of intelligence test because some of the dummies that we encounter on Twitter really make me worried for the future. Period. Period. Honestly, Jemmy, should we start our own retweet or your <laughs> retweet for 10 years of bad or t- 10 years of bad luck? Should we? Just to see which idiots would like participate. Let's do it. And yeah. then the last thing I think I want to be left in 2019 is bread is bread crumbing. Do you know what bread crumbing is? What is this? <laughs> bread crumbing is when you have no intention of ever being with someone, but you give them just enough to keep the hopes alive. If you just drop you drop the you drop the crumbles. Yes. And honestly, bread crumbing is how I ended up in a in a in Breadcrumbing is how I ended up in an alleged affair, sis. So, how do you feel about breadcrumbing? Like, so you you, you find this personal? Um, I'm probably a little guilty of breadcrumbing, so Did you maybe breadcrumb? I should check myself and and not do this in 2020. Maybe I'll have a little talk with my therapist this week about not not bringing breadcrumbing into the next year with me. Did you breadcrumb in New Zealand? Or can you I'm, not gonna, tell me? I'm gonna plead the fifth Ooh. because whenever you're guilty and you don't want to speak about it, isn't that what you're you're supposed to do? Plead the fifth. Okay. Okay. Breadcrumbing is if I'm gonna if I'm gonna speak on one of my toxic habits, this that would probably be it. Um. So now that you've given an official name, I am going to uh try to leave it in 2019. Please try to hold me accountable if possible. I will. You know I will. You know we keep each other up to date with everything so we're gonna hold each other accountable you know i'm gonna try to maybe look at people's personalities and less about the color and the beauty of their dick and you're gonna try to stop breadcrumbing perfect you know what it's a pact it's a deal and we're gonna check in with each other daily to make sure that we're holding um ourselves accountable and each other accountable adore said dick and pizza we said breadcrumbs and pretty dicks wow pretty dicks and breadcrumbs Period. So, we are finally at the last award of the night. The scandal of the year. This award will be awarded to the scandal that had everyone saying saying WTF. First up, we have the college admission scandal. Aunt Becky and Felicia Hoffman found themselves in the middle of a massive FBI investigation. The FBI found out that they were among a group of 33 parents who had paid a college prep company millions to falsify position like to basically bullshit their kids into college this was all done to get their kids into certain colleges they paid big money sis are you paying anyone are you dropping a stack to get your kid into college my whole thing is you're already rich you're millionaires your kids are millionaires they don't need a college degree like i don't understand why it was so important for them to send their kids to college that they're willing to risk their entire career if your ass is not smart enough to pass the sat on your own i'm not about to spend my hard-earned money on your dumb ass Go ahead, start your little blog. I'll give you some money. Start a little clothing line. Do whatever your little dumbass wants to do. I'm not spending my money on a child that can't even pass the SAT on their own. Girl, this story to me is just so crazy because, like, I remember and- how 
much I was nervous to take the SAT. And to hear that people were literally paying for the SATs to be taken in their kitchens, like, just so that their kids could get a perfect score. Like, what the fuck? It makes, it just blows my mind. The whole thing is like, yes, a college education is important if you are trying to do something on that level. But if you're already a millionaire, like, what do these kids need this college education for? Nothing. Their parents literally risk their entire careers for what? Girl, Aunt Becky's daughter says she wanted to go to college for the parties and the experience. Not one. So you buy her a, a, a condo off campus and tell her just to go to the damn parties. <laughs> Sis, I feel like in a couple of years, or not in a couple of years, like in a decade from now, we're going to revisit this conversation going like Frankie. I got a dumbass motherfucker and we need to get him in college. Let's call 50, let's call 50 up and get a loan so we could pay this damn school to get him in. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, Jem, play that episode of WTF with Frankie again. See, I'm going to actually say, I think it's going to be the complete opposite way around. I think you're going to be calling me trying to get one of your little badass kids in the school. And I'm going to be like, nope, I'm not going to be a part of this. Get away from me, Actually, Aunt Becky. You're right. You're right. Honestly, this sounds like my type of scam, okay? I would have been yeah. in this bitch. But we've talked about it. You have told me everything that you would have done differently, so you wouldn't have got called. Oh, and it all boils down to never have a paper trail. Honestly, and once I commit a crime, I don't talk about it again. Like, honestly, like, if I do something shady... Why do you like why would you talk about it again? Like the fact that they all got busted because the guy came back two years later and was like, Hey Jem, you remember that loan you let like that paycheck you gave to me for like, you know, that the kids in Africa who needed it? Yeah, um, in a couple of days someone's gonna call you. I would have been like, I don't know nothing. Bye. Hung up, hung up, turned my phone off. Yeah, the, too many people were involved. There was too many paper trails going on. Moral of the story, if you're gonna keep if you're gonna commit a crime, no paper trail and keep it as low-key as possible. Period. The second story is Jesse Smollett. <sighs> In late January, Empire star Jesse Smollett Sorry. claimed that he had been the victim of a vicious hate crime. Instantly, so many big name celebrities went to his defense, and he even had a senator. He had people in Congress trying to pass an anti-lynching bill. Like, this man brought so much attention to this situation. And after an investigation with Chicago PD, the police kind of started realizing that things weren't adding up. There was footage of the two men who allegedly did this, and Jesse, you know, all up in the apartment, booed up, looking like he was about to have a threesome. And suddenly, <laughs> he was arrested. He's put in jail. People don't believe him. He's losing his job. What the F do you think about this whole situation? I just don't understand his mindset to, again, just as the people before we were just talking about the college admission scandal, what is the reasoning to risk everything that you worked for? And so, point blank. The next nominee is R. Kelly. You know what? This scandal has just been going on for so long. I guess the that it finally saw like the light of air. Like it just finally Girl, came like full circle this year. This scandal is older than me. Oh, I know. I it's insane how long this, this has scandal, been going on. Literally the first ever 
what the first time R. Kelly ever got arrested for one of these little scandals was literally like the day after my birthday. So like this that is wild. Twenty three years old. You know what? I don't even think that we should call this the. I think we should call this not even the biggest scandal of two thousand nineteen, but I do think it was one of the biggest victories for all of this to finally just be handled and brought to light and him trying like finally being held accountable like it there were very few small victories in this shit ass year but this is one of them i agree with you actually you're right like this isn't even a scandal this is something that should that needed to happen this is a a small victory we got a lot of bullshit coming at us since 19 but r kelly finally being held accountable is a small victory that we're gonna take do we think he's going to end up in jail like bill cosby you know what? I think that R. Kelly has his karma finally called him, and I don't see him escaping all of this. You can't do 23 years worth of bullshit and then finally get caught up in it and not just fucking sink. But the next story is Gina Rodriguez's Instagram story. So this one is super recent. Like everything else has been going on throughout the year. R. Kelly, February. Um, Jamal Lyon, January. Um, <laughs> um, the college admission scandal this summer. But Gina Rodriguez recently was on set. She was getting her makeup done, and there was a song playing in the background. And she took a video of her singing the song, and she said the N word in the song, posted it to her Instagram story, and the world literally was like, "What the fuck?" Jamie. Yeah, the fact that she took the video and posted it herself, like. I don't like this girl anyway. She's been problematic. She is just one of those women of color that are very problematic to black women. So I have nothing good to say about her. I just think that she's trash. I 110% agree with you. And it's and it's when she apologized. Like, no, bitch. You, you made the video. You said the word. And then you posted the video. So why are you apologizing now? I did not accept her apology. Granted, her apology was not to me. But I did not accept her apology because she knew that she was doing and, and she was only mad and upset that she got backlash. So, the last nominee for Scandal of the Year. She's one of your co-workers at MTV. You tweet about the show frequently. Oh, I, I know we're going with this. Janelle from Teen Mom gets fired. The French Bulldog gets shot. Yeah, her her husband kills their dog and it cost her her entire job. Sis, give us the 411. Teen mom expert. I mean, I mean essentially it's 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 that simple. Janelle husband David decides to murder literally shoot their French bulldog. It comes out and because of his actions, Janelle loses her job. Janelle's mother loses her job and Barbara. all of Janelle's kids lose their job. Barbara, Janelle, and all the children were making money from Teen Mom, and this man's actions cost them all of the paychecks. But, sis, when it comes to Janelle, she could have stayed as long as her man did not show up to film, right? No, after he shot the dog, she her, her job was taken. If she had left him immediately, like the moment that she found out that he shot the dog, if she had left, she would have kept her job. But she chose to stay. All the children were removed from the home. She still chose to stay with him. And that's why she lost her job. Standing by her man literally cost her the easiest job and the easiest check that she'll ever have. 
Maybe she has pretty dick syndrome. Maybe David has a pretty dick. I have never wanted to think about this man's dick. And now that you have it in my head, I might have to hang up on you because that <laughs> I'm traumatized and you're going to have to pay for my next therapy session. So, so the real question is, yeah. who's winning Who's winning this award? Honestly, ugh, I keep saying Jamal. Jesse Smollett. Over the college admissions? The reason why I say the college admissions is because it's not over yet. It's going into 2020. True. Okay. These- I like I like this mindset. We're not done with that yet. We're not done with it. All of these moms and dads, except for one, literally pled not guilty. So now they all have to go to, like, it's like, that's how much. No, money- you're right. You're right, babe. I am going to agree with you. That is still ongoing. That is something we're going to be discussing in 2020. You're right. You're. I agree, actually. And I feel like Jesse, like, I mean, we did not, like, I'm sorry, like, he's been doing Empire for how many, for six seasons. They, he's never had an, a headline ever. You know what I mean? Like, who would you give the scandal of the year to? I agree with you now. At first, I was going to go with the college admissions, but I agree with you. It's still ongoing. We don't have a final verdict there. So I'm agreeing with you. Per usual, we're always on the same page, babe. Always on the same page. Well, what a year it's been. From kidding scandals to feuds to Lizzo shaking her ass on the Jumbotron at the Staples Center to Kylie being a self-made billionaire, 2019 has given us more than enough moments that had us saying WTF, and the best part is, something tells me 2020, the stories are going to get crazier, juicier, and more scandalous. And now I'm here to report and give you guys the 411 on everything on WTF with Frankie. Jemmy, thank you for coming on and being my co-host today. Where I am the so happy follow and keep up with you first and foremost my youtube channel um jimmy explains it all that is my baby so i follow me 2020 is going to be lit on youtube um Um, instagram just jim underscore and then twitter just jim 24 Thank you guys for listening. Jemmy, I'm Um, so thankful you did this podcast with me. Frankie, thank you for having me. It truly was the year of like what the fuck moments and what the fuck are people thinking. So there is no better way that I would have liked to end this year than doing this podcast with you. So I appreciate you. I would love to come on whenever you need me, babe. Um, he has a girlfriend. What the fuck?